Hey guys, just giving a quick content warning before you start listening to this podcast. This is about superheroes, so you might be of any age, because superheroes are for people of all ages. But we gave the world access to asking whatever random question about superheroes you can think of. So the truth is people are perverts. While never dealing with anything explicit in this, there will be swearing in this podcast. There will be occasional anatomy discussions. Uh, sex is a thing that exists in the world of this podcast, even if we're not telling you the down and dirty. So if that's not going to be your thing, that's okay. If it is going to be your thing, you'll probably enjoy yourself. Welcome to Word Balloons, the podcast where we make everyone go, how did this guy get married? <laughs> and probably explains why one of us isn't. Uh, nerddom's cool guys we're the cool guys now that's right uh i'm tyler i'm zach and uh we've been flying high on our own hot air but we've stopped in again to answer your nerdy questions so with that in mind zach what is our question this week so question was kind of twofold on this one and the first answer is just no but so it led to the second question but first one is is martian manhunter the oldest superhero He's really fucking old. He's real old. And it came up because in a previous one, we talked about him dating a college student who they had to age up from a high school student to try and make it not creepy. And it was still soups fucking creepy. Uh, he is, best case scenario, a couple of centuries old. Ooh. But it turned... <laughs> yeah. I they, think depending on continuity, he might actually be even older than that. That's some angel and, like, uh, Buffy shit right mm -hmm. there. Like, oh, don't, no. Please don't date teenagers, old vampire guys. But it turned into the question... Who is the oldest superhero? If you have answers to this, you give me your answers first, because I want to see how they line up, and I'm curious on this one. Well, I am sure my answer is correct. I am that first, egotistical. My first answer, I just can't counter. As far as I could stretch it, I couldn't counter as actually being a hero. That's fine. Because my first answer would be Death of the Endless. Maybe. That actually might... Death of the Endless was born at the beginning of the universe, correct? Yes. Or technically right before. Is that the beginning of... All universes? Unclear. Depending on caveat, I have one that's older. Because if it's beginning of all universes, no. I mean, that's just... Mm -hmm. But uh, a common theme is that the universe is like Big Bang starts, but there was something before, and then the big crunch at the end, and then there's will be something again. But we'll get to that. But honestly, I'm also not sure how much I could even counter as a hero. She's a... We counted Prez in a previous thing, so she kind of counts. She is a comic book character from that thing. But I've never thought of her as a hero. She just is. She's awesome. Oh, like, I love Death her. Death of the Endless is she maybe is... one of the best versions of Death. She is my second favorite after uh, Death from Discworld. Discworld. Sorry, Terry Pratchett's the fucking king when it comes to Death. But Neil Gaiman, who wrote a version of Death with Terry Pratchett, so that's just an amazing combination, can easily get second place there so with trying to think of people that would be immediately recognizable as superheroes we all know who might be the oldest i've picked a very specific iteration king thor Ooh, that's a good one he's at oh. he's millions of years old yeah i did think of odin under a similar one of because we know odin is at least three million years old from because of avengers three million bc which is still a stupid name even if I like the idea, I love the idea of Caveman Avengers, but why couldn't it be 300,000? Because it doesn't sound as good, but still. But 
even in the in the Jason era uh, Jason Aaron Thor run when you run into King Thor, there's even a point where somebody mentions, "Oh shit, you have the Odin Force." And he has to think about it for a second because he's like, oh, wait, no. Oh, no, we just call it the Thor Force now because I've had it way longer than that old man ever did. (laughs) That's a good one. I didn't think of it because I didn't think of future. I keep justifying myself. That's a great one. Also, um, just for more specifics, King Thor is a far, far future version of Thor from a time where he's the only god left and most of the universe has died from cold death. (laughs) Jason Aaron Thor run. It ended, I don't know, last year? This year, probably, recently, probably closer to a year and a half ago now. But, recently, yeah. um, is one of the two greatest Thor runs of all time. So you should absolutely check it out. There is a young Thor riding a space shark, and Thor fighting with two hammers because time travel. It's great. I love it. Endgame couldn't have happened without it. Um, so good. And I think that same version of Thor, when younger, mentions like having seen some of humanity during the Stone Age. Yeah, that would make sense. I think I can still beat it, mm-hmm. but only with one character. But I'm going to walk through my process here. All right, who do we got? First, I was like, oh, maybe like the maybe Hawkman or Doctor Fate. They've been alive since Egypt, but it's a reincarnation thing, so it doesn't really count. Then I went, we can go farther. Vandal Savage, the villain, is a caveman who got his powers by being exposed to a meteor. There is actually his, in some versions, brother, in other versions, enemy, the immortal man. I was like, that seems like the obvious fucking choice. And there's actually an immortal men, which was a a series that involved several people that all got hit by that same meteorite magic rays, whatever. Mm -hmm. Vandal doesn't really count because he's absolutely a villain, but in a series called Demon Knights, he's kind of more of a Conan the Barbarian adventurer style as opposed to a hero or a villain. He does mention eating dinosaurs, which is confusing, but whatever. But I was like, wait, no. The Eternals are older. The Eternals, uh, who have a movie coming out, predate mankind. And wait, no, I can go older than this still. Does Galactus count? He's absolutely... He's a villain, but he's not. He's definitely no hero, though. But he is from... He is a fundamental force of the universe. The story of Galactus is that he is the last survivor of the last universe. Like... The big crunch happened. He got put in a cosmic egg. uh, And then when the big bang happened, he was reborn. So he is from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe Galactus, I don't know if he counts. And then I realized Silver Surfer is older than Galactus, but only thanks to stupid, weird, timey-wimey shit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) How old Silver Surfer is has always been kind of a mystery. Like, it's originally implied that he's centuries old. He's been with Galactus for fucking ever. But then you later meet, like the girl that he gave up to go like, I will be your herald if you save my planet and my wife Lollabal or something like that. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't fucking remember what her name is. But then Dan Slott and Mike Allred made a version of Silver Surfer as a solo series that they were clearly channeling Doctor Who, openly channeling Doctor Who. So kind of timey-wimey shit happens everywhere. And at the end of it, he gets thrown back in time to the previous universe, to... When Galactus was Galen, yada, 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 lives through part of that, is reborn into the new universe, because he makes fucking steps, lives through all of time back to the modern day to continue to become Silver Surfer. I'm like, that's a little older. But then it gets dumber and better because it happens to him again. (laughs) 
<laughs> I haven't read the series. The book is called Silver Surfer Black, and they brought it up like Silver Surfer is now the oldest hero. He's lived through the beginning of time. I'm like, I fucking knew that. Like, I've read this series. I read Mike Allred's. And then they're like, this one. I'm like, wait a second. That book came out this month. It's maybe five years apart in these two books, and they've had him live the entire length and scope of the universe twice. So that's where I'm putting my bet on. Silver Surfer is like 18 trillion years old, and how he's not just wildly insane at this point is beyond me. Like, how can he even talk to people? Like, oh, Steven, I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, trillions of years, man. How do you remember his name? Is there any thought for how we would count characters that exist outside of normal time? Like Manhattan, who experiences all of his life at once, but also sees... I mean, I guess he mostly sees through time. He's not actually old, but yeah, I think he, he can... He lives all points of his life simultaneously, which doesn't make sense, but it's okay. It was Alan Moore in the 80s. Um, but he was born at a very specific date, and by That's the time true. you meet yeah. him, he is still only, I don't know, fucking 80 or Whatever. however yeah. old he is. Yeah. Yeah, probably 40s. I was just thinking, I was trying to think about the fact that he lives outside normal time, but it's still, he's not that old, so. He has the potential to get that old, maybe, but I was trying to stick to not, oh, they'll live forever, because in that case, both Immortal Hulk and um, Mr. Immortal from the Great Lakes Avengers both will live till the end of time, as well as Franklin Richards, who will become the next Galactus Mm. for the next universe. Read Secret History of the Marvel Universe, by the way. It's super good, but that's... Oh, a potential future is of what could happen. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I tried to stick to this has happened. Yeah. There's some good ones from both of us. Silver Surfer, man. Silver Surfer. He's way better than he has any right to be as, like, a shiny hippie. That's... <laughs> he's great in the original Guardians run. He's saying he's great in the original Guardians run. It's true. He becomes a protector of the universe. It's awesome. He wears a red cape. Nice. Or Toga? I don't know. Either way. All right. In order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach's stuffed to the brim with the sort of genre facts. Prod him a bit, see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. We'll keep with this expedition's theme of C-list villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the demon? The demon? Like, Etrigan the demon? Yes. Oh, man, I don't even know if that qualifies as C-list. Okay. Uh, that was a... I had a different one. And I you know what? I fucked up bad the last two times. So sure. Thank you for being kind to me. Etrigan the Demon was created by Jack Kirby in the 1970s when he moved over to DC comic books. He created the New Gods during this time. He created Commandi. He fucking wrote Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Because he went, literally, give me the book that no one wants. Because I don't... They're like, you can have any book you want. He's like, give me one no one else wants. But horror comics were selling really well at the time because of Gary Conway's The Tomb of Dracula was doing great. Werewolf by Night was selling pretty well. I think there was a mummy one that no one likes to think about or talk about. And they're like, do horror comics. He's like, I don't like horror comics. I do it anyway. So he created Clarion the Witch Boy and Etrigan the Demon. Etrigan, or let's start with Etrigan's real human identity, I guess. We'll get to that. Jason Blood. Jason Blood was a knight of King Arthur. King Arthur's court. In some versions, he helps bring down Camelot because he's fallen in love with, uh, what is that, Morgan? Morgan Le Fay? Yeah. Uh, In other versions, he was just a nice knight who went to warn Merlin that shit was going bad and Merlin fucked him over by putting a demon in him. 
So it's either punishment or, whoops, Merlin's been asshole again. And he has, as I said, he has a demon put into his body that he tries to control and not let out as often as possible, but it happens because it's comic books and it wouldn't be that interesting otherwise. Etrigan proved to be a giant hit, which pissed Jack Kirby off to no end. Etrigan's kind of fun because he's not a good guy. He will fight crime, but mostly so he can burn people. Um, he is a rhyming demon. It is a level in, of hell where everything they say has to be in rhyme. They get a ton of power from it, but there's this limitation because it turns out Satan's an asshole. Uh, anytime... Go figure. So, yeah. who big surprise. Uh, anytime Jason Blood needs to let Etrigan out, he goes, Be gone! Be gone! The form of man! And release the demon Etrigan! Yeah. And then Etrigan bounces around and he's got like a big long red shirt and like purple shorty shorts and a purple cape. And then other than that, he's just a big fucking yellow demon looking guy. It's actually not a bad costume, in, despite the fact that he's wearing, like, Robin shorty shorts. Don't know why. Did never, never even thought about it until, like, today. But that's fucking weird. Um, sometimes he wears armor, but everyone cares about the, the, the good one is that. He has kind of ill-defined demon powers. He's really strong. He if can blow fire. a heavy hitter. Yeah. A heavy hitter that is... 99% likely going to betray you. Etrigan's the one. Jason Blood is an asshole. He's not necessarily a good person, but mostly because he's had, oh, I don't know, a demon living in his body for a couple of centuries now. I mean, if we put him at the theoretical time that King Arthur happened, about 1,500 years. Theoretically, 480, mm -hmm. 450 AD. It doesn't fit because nothing of King Arthur fits reality, but that's a different thing. Um, my favorite series with him is from Demon Knights from the New 52. It was a bunch of, like, fantasy-era superheroes, which fantasy superheroes, like, combining those two is my favorite. He, The series that he gets the most credit for is probably... The Demon from Garth Ennis and John McCrea, which came out in the 90s. It was the book that put their names on the map. It let them create Hick, uh, Hitman, which let Ennis create books like Preacher later on. I should probably read that. I've read a bit of Ennis. I have it. It's good. Um, Ennis is not my favorite, but if you want angry, morally questionable demon stories, he's the perfect writer for it. I mean, it. do I want... Yes, I know. I did. I meant theoretical you... <laughs> and you. Um, yeah, I'll, I, thanks to Etrigan's rhyming, that's when I finally realized, that even though nobody fucking does it, that it's supposed to be John Constantine. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because he does a thing with Constantine. Um, he appears in Batman the Animated Series and Justice League a few times. He's a little more of a hero in it, but still, he's good. I like him. Demon's a good character that doesn't get much use, because it's really fucking hard to make a character where everything he says has to rhyme. And I, they almost never use the full thing, but there's actually his changing into the demon is like a full fucking verse, and I have it here. Yeah, and it's like, hit it. Change, change, O form of man, free the prince forever damned, free the might from fleshly mire, boil the blood and heart in the heart for fire, gone, gone, O form of man, and rise the demon Etrigan. And they only bother with the last part, mm -hmm. like 99% of the time, because that would take up like a page and a half of comic books. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. again. You did it again. I'm, I, I'm only running in, like 50% here, guys. Let's not get too excited. I added in Constantine. 60%. That's <laughs> uh, but that's it for today. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over on the Earvern Podcast Network. Uh, check that out at earvvyrm.com. 
Uh, other ways to get in touch with us and follow us will be posted down in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Bye! Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.